May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Jewish mystics teach that in the beginning of time, God's presence filled the universe. And when God decided to bring the world into being, to make room for creation, he contracted himself by drawing in his breath and forming a dark mass. Then God said, let there be light. And ten holy vessels came forth, each filled with light. God sent the ten vessels out like a fleet of ships, each carrying its own cargo of light. But the vessels, too fragile to contain such powerful divine light, broke open, scattering the holy sparks everywhere. The mystics believe that had these vessels arrived intact, the world would have been perfect. Instead, God needed to create people to seek out and gather the hidden sparks wherever we can find them. Once this task is completed, the broken vessels will be restored and the world will be repaired. The world we live in today is filled with these sparks of God's light. And the mystics believe that it is the responsibility of each and every person to collect and gather the divine light, repairing and fixing the world. In Hebrew, the word for that repairing is tikkum olam, It's literally the act of repairing the world. I love the concept of Tikkun to repair the world, that we have this chance to change the world and that those actions will bring me closer to God. And I don't know that if you've noticed or not, but right at the moment, The world needs a lot of repairing. The newspapers are full of stories about the suffering of the Syrian people. Thousands and thousands of men, women, and children dead, missing, or fleeing to other countries for refuge. There's floods. There's severe weather. There's more mass shootings. And today there was a suicide bomb in an Anglican church in Pakistan. And to top it off, we have dysfunctional politicians threatening to shut down the government. And along with all of that political discourse, we're hearing about the growing income inequality between the rich and the poor. In the U.S., it is said that 1% of our population holds the largest share of the wealth. 
and globally, it is just as bad. Globally, the world's wealth consists of 80% of the population as compared to 6% who are living in extreme poverty. The rich countries of this world, of which the U.S. is one of them, are 80 times richer than other countries. So, to be honest, and for the record, because this is being recorded, I don't really understand the gospel lesson today. (laughs) I'd love to explain it to you, but I'm going to leave it to the theologians in the house. So if you want in-depth discussion on the gospel, I suggest you seek out Father Mark or, or Father Bill Rhodes for that. But what I did get is that this lesson is about money. Or to be completely accurate, it's about our relationship with money. And perhaps with the inequality of the distribution of the wealth. We know that there were Pharisees in the crowd to who Jesus is addressing this parable. And they are characterized as lovers of money by Luke. The Pharisees were supposed to be the keeper of the treasures of God. But somewhere along the way, they lost their vision of who God had called them to be. They had traded that call to be God's people, to being controlled by money, by comfort, by complacency, and by their place and status in society. So perhaps in this parable, Jesus was calling the Pharisees in Israel back to God. But I confess, I kind of get the Pharisees. I may not be part of the 1%, but the fact of the matter is, is that I am closer to that 1% than a lot of other people in this world. And that's through no effort of my own. So it's very easy for me to become complacent with my life, my ability to purchase those things that will make me absolutely happy and my world will be complete. And along with the busyness of my life and the noise of the demands from work, family, and others, I stop hearing the voice of God. And I forget sometimes who I belong to and what I'm called to do. You and I, through our baptismal covenant, whatever percent we are in the global economy, we are called to participate in God's mission to repair the world, to restore all people to unity with God and each other in Christ. Our faith tradition teaches us that God's mission is to unite all of humanity to one another and to God through acts of love and justice. 
I will give you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the world. Isaiah is proclaiming that God's mission in the world is to bring salvation to the ends of the earth and to all of creation. And Jesus testified to his fulfillment of the Isaiah prophecy in Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed. This community, this community of Trinity Cathedral, participates in God's mission to repair the world in oh so many ways. Feeding the homeless at the rescue mission, providing water to the people on the streets during the heat of the summer, furnishing homes for and welcoming refugee families, supporting the working poor through food programs with the Interfaith Cooperative Ministry, and supporting and raising money for a birthing center in Haiti, all out of your generosity and love. And today we have the opportunity to help build a school for children who are living in extreme poverty in Tanzania. Remember the 80% of the world's wealth as compared to the 6% in extreme poverty? The children we're talking about here are in that 6%. And education is one of the surest ways of lifting people out of poverty. These kids need our help, and today we have that opportunity. The MDG committee is raising funds to enlarge and furnish their school in Tanzania. So go to the table in the only room. You, you can't miss it. There's a house made of the children's toy Lincoln Logs, and really nicely done. I could have never built anything that good, I have to tell you. And talk to the folks that are at that table, the, the folks who are part of that committee, and have them tell you the stories Have them tell you the stories of the children that they are helping every single day and how much this school is going to make a difference in their life. And then have them tell you how much doing this work, helping these children, is changing their lives. As followers of Jesus, this is our mission, to repair the world. That is what we are called to do. In a world that is fragmented and broken, where behind the tidy neighborhoods we create, there's a world of inequality, injustice, hunger, pain, and confusion. St. Ambrose of Milan tells us that the large rooms of which you are so proud are in fact your shame. They are big enough to hold parties and also big enough to shut out the voices of the poor. The poor man cries before your house and you pay no attention. There is your brother, naked, crying, and you stand there in a dilemma over the choice of carpets. This community has not 
shut out the voices of the poor. We continue to find ways to address the needs of our community and those outside those doors. Supporting the children in Tanzania and all the other work we do is one more step in binding up our brokenness and participating in God's mission to repair this world that we live in. The presiding bishop frequently uses the Hebrew word shalom when she speaks or preaches. The word shalom is understood to mean peace. But she is using the word shalom to describe a peace that is more than just an absence of war. It's a word that speaks to God's vision of a just world, where the hungry are fed, the sick healed. It's a vision of a world where no one enjoys abundance at the expense of anyone else. And perhaps... That is what the Pharisees had forgot, and Jesus was reminding them and and us in today's gospel lesson that serving God means loving others as we have been loved and are loved, and that is always the bottom line. So perhaps if we look at each other a little closer today, In the world around us, we will see God's divine light shining just a little bit brighter today. Amen.